I want to talk with you on today, which is July the 18th. I want to share a little bit with you about unity of spirit. There's so much here, um, but we, we, we want to cover or, or share in, in like three categories and three areas. And so be blessed on today. Let's go before God in prayer. Um, again, Pastor Derek Fletcher with yes and amen. Father, we thank you on today that we understand the principle of your word concerning unity of the spirit, just as Christ was unified. Uh, the son of man, the son of God, he fully understood the ramifications of his life and what he needed to do in order to obey and serve the very purpose that you created him for in that moment and in that time. He came into agreement with your spirit and consequently the physical aspect, he made a choice uh, to forego the physical desire um, because he walked as a individual on the earth free of sin but he made a choice uh, to come into agreement with you and to obey and serve you. So teach us through your word, teach us through the examples, teach us through your Holy Spirit, how we can unify and come in under your mighty hand and under the influence of your Holy Spirit and that we say yes. And we thank you Lord for today and your many blessings in Jesus name we pray, amen. All right, on today, we can share and talk about the, the main text is going to come from Ephesians, and I have four, one through eight. Not sure if we're going to get through all of that. So um, there's three points, and I kind of made a quick note about that. Not a whole lot of notes. Uh, we're just going to do a topical coverage. Unity uh, and oneness under the Spirit of God. There's an order. There's an echelon. Well, let there's three things we could look at. We can look at the order, we can look at the agreement, and then coming into uni unity or oneness with, with the Spirit of God. So those things, that the unity aspect cannot happen. And that means to forego my agenda and come uh, and to unite up under a umbrella of, of ordinance, an umbrella of agreement with whatever it is uh, that the Lord God says about your life. That means you're foregoing the very necessity of what my carnal fleshly man says. And we can see that when Jesus was, was in the garden and he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. He um, unified with that purpose. But not only that, he came into agreement. He said, nevertheless, not my will. Amen. He came into agreement with God about his purpose and what he needed to do. Not only <coughs> not only that, there was an order to it, meaning the, the very steps that God ordered him in, he followed them and he even shared with the Sanhedrin and all of the masses. He said, these things that I show you and that I am representing it's not of myself, but it's because the Father has shown me. He understood the hierarchy of what the heavenly principles were. And so the Son of Man, because he was born through 
Mary's womb as 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 she was a virgin, but also the son of God. He fully comprehended. He could fully understood what the purpose was in his life. And so with that, with that, with that order, agreement and unity, we'll we'll share a little bit more. And so here we have in Ephesians, we have Paul who's sharing some information. And then I'm I'm gonna do a back glance here where Paul talks about um and, and he he acknowledges and he he tells us <coughs> see if I can find it here. He's talking about where we uh, render and surrender and become one and up under the oneness of the authority of heaven and earth and up under the authority of what God says. And I had it earlier. It says, even when we were, and this is in Ephesians 2, I got to share this. Glory to God. Let's go up to three. It said, among these, and this is the Amplified version, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Amen. We once lived in the passions of our flesh. We once lived un under the vainness of our, our beauty, our, of our appearance, and we did everything that the flesh uh, could accommodate that felt good but we had a Damascus Road experience. We had an encounter with God, very much like Paul had. And, he, and he's, he's praying that coverage. Here it says, our behavior governed by the sinful self, right? <clears throat> Not anymore. We are up under the order in the spirit of God and his guidance. The order of God takes precedence and it, it takes full command and that's our first choice not the flesh anymore it says here um indulging uh the desires of human nature without the holy spirit right before we didn't have the holy spirit man we whatever if it felt good and and we pursued it we did it and we went after it but now we are in a dwell with the holy spirit of god amen within us and it says, and the impulses of the sinful mind, right? We were impulseful. We did whatever, you know, hey, I'm down with it, you know, or, or somebody's coming home with me tonight, or, or I'm going to go by and see the drug man, or you know what, uh, whatever, you know. So we are governed by higher authority, the order which God has set before us. And so that order is the pursuit of the Holy Spirit, the pursuit of his excellence and not succumbing to the flesh. And so because of that order and because of the agreement, amen, the agreement, we agree and we come up under that authority that now our, our wayward mind and our, our crazy flesh, we are not prisoners and we don't succumb to that anymore. Glory to God. We'll get to Ephesians for in a minute here. And so he says, it, this just kind of caught my glance earlier. I was just looking back and, and it seemed like a good thing to share. It says, we were by nature children under, under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. So we were 
just like the rest of mankind. We were ordering our steps to a fiery hell. Glory to God. And and <clears throat> I'm gonna quote someone says you was on you were on your way to hell with gasoline undergarments. Glory to God. Amen. You was going fire and then burn some more with the fire. But because of Jesus Christ and because we have come into the agreement and we called out and we declared that up under the cover, up under the name, up under the action, up under his blood, up under his broken body, who has now ascended up on high, glory to God, no more prisoner to sin, no more whatever the mind, natural part of the mind says we ought to do, glory to God. But we have been changed and convinced that the Holy Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us, we have come into unity and agreement with the things of God. Hallelujah. Let me. Sorry about that. And so Paul here is sharing here in Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 and 3, sharing that before we get to Ephesians 4, 1 and 8. And so he's saying here, but God being very rich in mercy, he was very merciful. Amen. He was full of grace and when he began to speak to you when you was in your mess and you and you and you were succumb to the drug man you were succumb to the package store glory to god you were succumb to the club you were succumb to uh the place where they make it rain with the money glory to god you had rendered all you had spent all and paid out but god was still merciful and and you had had enough of being sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired, but God still um, had focus on you and, and a plan for you. It says, because of his great and, and wonderful love, which that with which he loved us, it says, even when we were spiritually dead <clears throat> and separated from him, because of our sins. We're no longer spiritually dead. We are spiritually alive. And so the old man, which is a fleshly man, is now supposed to be dead, right? Supposed to be no reaction from it, right? But now and then he'll rise up and you have to put order to it of what God's word says, amen, order. We talked about that earlier. Order. You have to line it up under the order and of the preeminence of the, the kingdom of God and what the heavenly design that God has for you, glory to God, that defines you in a new mindset toward the spirit of God. Amen. I'll finish reading this and then we'll get to Ephesians 4, 1 through 8. We have to line it up here. And so... He made us spiritually alive together with Christ. Amen. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. He made us come alive because we declare the name of Jesus and by his blood, by his stripes and by his broken of his body. We have been counted. We have been entered in. We have 
been adopted. We have been spiritually retrofitted for his mercy and his grace. And so we qualify now to look at the order, come into agreement, and then be united with God by his Holy Spirit. And so he says here, amen, his undeserving favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And you can look at Romans 6, 1 through 10. We're not going to do Romans right there. And so we've been set up. <clears throat> we've been qualified, amen, because of his order and because we came up under agreement to unite with his spirit. Glory to God. Amen. He presents his Holy Spirit to us. And then when he presents him, it's up to us to fully accept all of the inheritance that we have. And that's what Jesus did. Um, I, I, I'm hearing uh, that let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery. Amen. And he took upon himself amen, the humbleness and the humility and, and took upon him the flesh and was born as a man, which made him not only divine, being the son of God, but also being of the flesh, son of man. And he didn't partake. His mind didn't result to the scandalous actions of the flesh and, and come into agreement with that. He steadied the course and stayed in agreement with what the Spirit of God had for him, the vision, the position, and the mission. And so here, and four, it says here, so I, the prisoner for the Lord, and this is amplified version, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. You need to represent, and you need to represent the greatness and the awesomeness that God has ready for you, except that which are the areas of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, and deny and pull back from the acts of the carnal flesh. You can do it through the blood of Christ and through the glory to God acceptance of what he did at, on Calvary, but not just that, right? He went down and he snatched the keys from death, hell, and the grave, and he raised up in three days by the Father, amen, and then he ascended on high, and so that is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. Amen. Don't just be living life. Don't just be, and I know that's improper. Don't just show up and get things just for yourself. And when I say that, relative to the things that other men should have, God has a whole set of gifts, callings, provisions 
that he has just for you. And when you know who the source is, he's allocated you certain amount of time, certain amount of money resource, and then a certain amount of what we call talent resource. He's allotted you that. And so we don't have to go looking at the Joneses. We don't have to go looking at other people. We just come into agreement with what God says about what we should have and what we should be. Glory to God. We we come into agreement. Amen. We set amen ourselves in the direction of the order of God. And then we come into agreement. And then we unite, we make a choice to unite with God. And that's foregoing the natural uh, facilities of our mind and, and what the mind tells us. And so we have to forego that and live a life that's worthy of what God has sanctioned us to. Amen. And it says here in 1, Ephesians 4 and 1, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. It's your salvation, but it's been bought by the price of Jesus Christ. The actions of the finished work on the cross has allowed you to, and, 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 and enabled you to come into agreement with what God says about you. So from that perspective, it's all about you. It's all about you accepting the things of God. It's all about you coming to a position of agreement with what God says about your life and about all the great and excellent things that he said that you should do. The Holy Spirit of God is a personage and a mindset that comes into agreement with the Father and with the Son. It is a personable, interpersonal, relationship-establishing entity of the triune Godhead. I know that there's some people that, that you know, say that that's polytheistic and, and there's only one way and, and one chronicle. But glory to God, I'm just reading what the word of God says here. And God will reveal anything that's in error that men will write or, or try to subdue you on by his spirit. He, go, he will reveal that to you. It says here, with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness. There we go again. The things that are that the mind can dream up and things that the mind thinks that it can take over and can do. Glory to God, but God has set you up and he wants you to take on the mindset. He wants you to take on the position of your inheritance through Christ Jesus. L allow this mind to be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery. He did not think it was robbery to put on the perspective of what God said that he should be. He didn't think it was less than, than, and he would be depleted and left out of some promises if he didn't assume the, the mindset that was toward God. 
glory to God. Some people get it in their mind that if they don't do it just their way from the carnality part of it, that they're going to lose out. Well, you're going to lose out if you proceed with your own disposition and your own mindset. But God, through Jesus, said that I have come that you may have life in that more abundantly. And so that life is hinged upon us coming up under the order, glory to God, coming into agreement, and then the unity factor of what God has for us. Then we're able to go in and possess the land. And then we can understand that everywhere our feet shall tread, that the the prominence of God is with us and the presence of God is with us and we're overtakers of the land. Glory to God. And so it says here, with all humility before in the spirit of God, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, amen, humility and gentleness, amen, maintaining self-control, Amen. Once you have the spirit of God within you, there's a degree of self-control that you can maintain to keep you from going to the drug house, to keep you from cheating on your husband or your wife, to keep you from using those, I already said the drugs, from going to the package store and getting some easy Jesus and not the real Jesus. Glory to God. The self-discipline and control to keep you from looking at online pornography or or looking at books or or looking at children, that self-control that God has for you to keep you from molestation of other uh, uh, individuals or succosting or grabbing them, that self-control that keeps you from the gambling house, that self-control that keeps you from terrorizing others because you are afraid, glory to God, you're afraid for their control over your life. Well, God has given us a measure of authority if we follow him. Abraham told uh, Melchizedek and the people as he was coming up, he realized and understood the greatness of God. He said, shall I say Abraham has made Abraham rich? He said, I won't take a lint or a shoestring um, for myself without giving God a 10. Glory to God. And so that self-control has to weigh in. You have to understand who the source is. And when you're unified uh, with the spirit of God, you get an understanding and you come into agreement and then you, glory to God. But anyway, it says with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love. There's sometimes when you're working with folks, you're going to want to say some things to them that's not nice. Glory to God. Self-control. And, and it might be the seventh or the 100th time. Glory to God. Give it to God and let him work it through. Amen. That's an area where I'm working through it and dealing with. How do you reach into that place with consistent? And, and I'm a patient man. And, and, and I'm right there with you. Glory to God. 
and, and but work on me, Lord. Glory to God. And so bearing with one another. Amen. Unselfish love. I don't struggle in that area of unselfish love. I, I give in that area. But I, I just want to share that with you. Be patient. Be kind. God will work it out. Trust in him. Because when we try to defend, when we try to self-justify, it never happens. Amen. It says, make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. In the bond of peace. If you obey and serve him, you will eat the fat of the land. Say to your enemy quickly that you agree. Find points of relevance that you can agree with quickly to maintain and to keep that unity, that oneness of the spirit, to keep that oneness of the mind relative to the spirit. There's a difference between mind of mind and mind relative to the spirit of God, right? That mind of mind is the mind with the flesh, but then there's that spiritual traversing that spiritual interconnection, like let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, where you get literally transliterate your mind into the things of God. You change up your methodology of thinking because the spirit of God has enabled you. Glory to God. The spirit of God has empowered you. There's some other little scripture footnotes here. Amen. And so we walk into that humility. Amen. These are the attitudes that Jesus demonstrated when he was on the earth. Man, he was he, he exercised humility and, and gentleness even when he knew they were trying to kill him. Even when he knew the very thoughts of their heart, he maintained, he maintained on the vision and the call of God over his life. And so, glory to God, the deity of the Spirit of God. And we're going to keep reading here. And so, identify, coming to unity, coming to agreement. I'm kind of saying I'm backwards here. And it's in order. You got to line it up. You got to line up. Glory to God. And he says here, he said, there is one body of believers. There's not two, there's not three. There's one body of believers, one spirit, just as we were called to one hope when called to salvation. When we, called, when we were called to salvation, and you're still called to it, even when you accept it, there's one vision, there's one point, there's one direction. Amen. It's not two. It's not another direction. It's not another pathway. It's only one pathway. Glory to God. I'm, I'm sorry if I got adamant about that. But we are, glory to God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is sovereign over all and working through all and all that's living in all, talking about tripart beings, talking about working all his spirit, 
goes through all things, but we're talking about those that have spirit, those that have body, those that have soul or consciousness. And God has placed his handiwork inside of you. He's placed the marvels of his excellence within you. And even though he's sovereign, he wants us to unlock it. He needs us to come into unity and come into agreement with whatever it is that he has for you. And he has it for you. He has it for everyone. It's a matter of choice. Glory to God. And so it tells us here, yet grace, God's undeserving, unmerited favor that he hands out. Glory to God. He hands it out to us. Glory to God. It's, it's, the price was paid over 2,000 years ago, but he hands it out to us. It's freely given. Was given to us, each one another. Amen. Not as indiscriminately. It was purposefully given, right? You know, in class, they're passing out number two pencils to everyone, right? Everyone gets one. It, there's, there's, it's indiscriminate. There's no marker, right? There's a, well, I want a uh, number two mechanical pencil because that was made just for me. Well, I want a regular carbon fiber number two pencil. Well, I just want a regular lead number two pencil. Well, God hands it out right, amen, but in different ways in proportion to the measure of Christ, rich and abound Christ's gift. Christ has gifted us with great and precious promises and things. He told him, he said, these things that you do, that you see me do, and more you'll be able to do it, and more you'll be able to do it, and more you'll be able to do it. And so on today, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he bestowed gifts on men. And so he didn't come just to die, but he came to raise up on the third day and was on the earth for 40 days. And, and then he ascended. When he ascended on high, he left us with gifts. He left us with promises. He left us with things that we need to come into agreement on. Glory to God. In order for us to do that, we must fall upon the, the order, come into agreement, and then the un unity of God through his spirit. Amen. God bless you all today. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you with a quick message about unity of spirit. There's so many areas and so many things we could share about but we wanted to kind of keep it within that context. God desires a oneness mindset from you, from your spirit man uh, to come into agreement with his spirit man, meaning we make a, with his Holy Spirit, means we make a physical choice not to practice what the world is doing, but we're practicing what the spirit of God says for us. 
Amen. God bless you all today. God, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for just moving in a mighty way on today. We thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for keeping us and for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. And so we thank you on today. I, I just want to show you my T-shirt here really quick. Let's take a look at that. Amen. Crucified with Jesus. And uh, one of my friends, he has a mission faith ministries and, and he was printing these and I got I got two of them from years ago, but I'm just wearing that on today. Be blessed and go forward in things of God. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word, your loving kindness and your tender mercy. Watch over us, keep us and protect us that we understand and see and know how we are to come up under the order of who you are and then become in agreement with you and then unite with your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for today. And we thank you for the good news of the gospel. Be blessed on the day, on today, Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you live. And today is July the 18th, 2021. God bless you, everyone on today. Amen. We love you in Jesus' name.